Hey, baby, it's J.O. Bet you weren't expecting to hear from me, but it's a pleasant surprise, isn't it? You know what? We are just hoping that 2019 is going to be a year full of pleasant surprises in your life and that you can live your best life now. A uh, book available in various Walmarts across the country. Anyways, I'm here. Uh, PD called me, asked me to do a favor, intro the podcast. Well, we got Tim Bachman on and we got Scott Bachman and it's going to be a great episode. Stay tuned. Uh, it is just going to be fantastic like the one last week was. Uh... Anyways, make sure to give this podcast a five-star review and uh, go, go follow the boys on Instagram and get into this podcast, baby. What key are we in, G? Yeah. yeah. That's crazy. Well, uh, and let me just say that um, the last time I was on with you guys, and, and tonight it's happening again, you guys inspire me because... Again, uh, I, I don't know. I'm not trying to do this, but it's just it's just what's happening. Um, literally, and if people were in the room here and they had any type of sensitivity to to how things can shift in a room atmosphere-wise, and you talk about certain things, but you it's twice now you've talked about things to do with how you guys are doing this podcast, and and it inspires me because the truth is, I am, you know, I'm far from done. And it ain't because I had a birthday today. I'm thinking about stuff like that. No, that's just my mind. <laughs> no, right, I'm always, right. but I'm not doing anything. You know, and I'm sitting here thinking about. You, well, you know, I, I got a hold of you. You're my nephew, and I love you, and we're, we're good. You know, we we actually talk, and we ever. You know, it's not like he, I just see him at Christmas and and Thanksgiving. So I said, how? You know, I said there's things I. I said when it when I'm ready, can maybe I just talk to you and Shama and ask how you got oh, and all yeah. this and, and you're like sure you know and you said something like Shama's more up on that end of it maybe than I am per se mm-hmm. uh, but but um you know I remember thinking what am I doing when I left here last time all this stuff because it just stays in your head it it, it stops being it's just like a daydream or even yeah. like a you know it, and, <clears throat> and a lot of daydreams die with people you know and I didn't used to be that guy I would do anything that came in my head. Right. I was fearless that way. And to see what you guys are doing, I've had people come up to me and tell me that know me, said, man, I love the podcast. You know, yeah, seriously. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, and I'm That's not crazy. making that up. Like, they go to my church, and they're yeah. like, oh, man, I heard the podcast. Yeah, uh, uh, that was great, man. And they literally spoke about specific things we talked about on that wow. podcast. Of, you People know, get super stories. invested. Yeah, I've gotten messages yeah. about your episode. Yeah. So I, I'm saying you guys are doing a tremendous thing, and I'm proud of you. I don't, know how, I don't know how close we are to shutting down, but I have one actual church story, like funny church story that yeah. I really want to share that involves the two of us. <laughs> When we were kids, because we were go. we were PKs, we were pastors' kids, and so a friend from down the street, Glenn Whitehead, would come up and we would play church. We would just mimic what we saw yeah, at church, yeah. and we would like put on a service. Like we'd go in our living room, and I always led the singing, and Glenn would always request prayer for his sister. I don't know what it was, <laughs> it was always. He would it would always be a different ailment. You know, he would say like. Please pray for my sister. She has sugar diabetes or something, you know. And we, okay, we're going to pray for her. And then, and then Tim would preach and give the altar call. And 
Invariably. How did we even pick those roles? <laughs> I don't know. But um, oh, it was a Pentecostal church. Yeah. And so invariably at some point along the way, there would be some speaking in tongues going on too because we were just mimicking what we heard you know right, right. this happens and so just just imagine these little kids you know, <laughs> you know and so my mom hears yeah. i don't know so uh, <laughs> you faking it sounds way too real <laughs> So ah, getting too very, real. very uncomfortable. <laughs> so my, what is real? My mom hears this, and she came in and said, "Timothy, you need to stop doing that. You, you're only supposed to do that if the Lord tells you to." And so we were like, "Oh, okay," you know, because we had been kind of chastised, and so we were like, "Oh, okay." So the next time Glenn comes over and we have church again, and we start. <laughs> We start doing it again. Well, Tim would do it again, and he was so he's he's just going off to town again. <laughs> and my mom came in the room and she said, "Timothy, I said don't do that unless the Lord tells you to." And he looked at my mom and he said, "Well, mom, he told me to that time." <laughs> <laughs> so that that's my church story. <laughs> Do you have any comments? No, I, I, I remember that. And we'd also <laughs> mimic um, Southern Gospel Quartet conventions. Yeah. And we would take like um, oh, screwdrivers this. and make them microphones yeah. and, and, and we would sing and all so. these famous gospel. Because we grew up on Southern, Southern Quartet music. Yeah. And that's all we had access to. Didn't know anything else until dad brought a youth pastor in from milwaukee wisconsin for a summer internship and from from milwaukee can you imagine the culture shock that poor guy went through yeah. <laughs> come from milwaukee to south alabama we're oh, not south man. alabama kind of mid middle alabama yeah. and but plenty of rednecks and country people and and didn't like people that looked like hippies and he looked like a hippie and 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 next thing i know you know thank god for that guy his name a total like up north name Jerry Losby was wow. his name and uh, he talked to us about music one night asked if we could crash at his um, church provided apartment that belonged to one of the church members and we did mom and dad reluctantly let us and he changed our life but that's a different story but all I know is that we did gospel quartet convention we'd mimic them <laughs> and you always knew and what, Going back to something he said song? earlier. What was the song that y'all would sing? Um, we would do... Um, Jesus is Coming Soon. Yeah, that. Um, yeah. And give us a little something. And you'd, you'd have <laughs> give to us a sing it like... Test. You have to do the tenor voice. You know, that somebody... Hallelujah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. And we all... For some reason, we <laughs> always you, wanted to be again? the can bass you? singer, too. The bass singer was like the man who was cool. Yeah. Even though he probably was a guy who was like smoking Winston's and drinking whiskey in the back or something. <laughs> oh, but, yeah. On the buses, like, you know. J.D. Sumner was a com total alcoholic and admitted that he on the Geraldo show. Really? Right? Yeah, it's on YouTube right now. Geraldo so. Rivera? Yeah. Well, if Geraldo said it, no, I'm sure. Yeah. But oh, it, it, it'd be like, like we'd, remember that song, Sing It Again, Bill? Uh, you yeah. do that one little line of some, some gospel song. Brothers. Yeah, Blackwood I Brothers. Got, we got to hear it. Let's hear it. Um, uh, no, nah, we can't. You can't go there, <laughs> really. You can't say this we and then not do it. it. No, we were, we were. Pantomiming, we were like, yeah. oh, oh, y'all just played yeah. them. Oh. We would play their well, records. Just hear this, this and then just we hear would stand there and act it. like we were singing. You know, what's the line? Just give us like but a stand. We did sing. We had, we, we had. We, it was called the Rangers Trio when we were uh, seven, eight, and nine. I was nine. You were eight, and Kenny Walker was seven. He, he was another kid in our church, and his mom 
played the piano at our church, and so she taught us to sing in three-part harmony. We sang, put your hand in the hand of the man from Galilee. Yep. Put your hand in the hand of yes. the Yeah. Yeah. You steal the waters. And, uh, How do you know that song? <laughs> it's an old song. My parents grew up on, like, my parents used to play, like, old yeah. music like that. Nice. I know. Okay. I know. There's no doubt about it. He lives yeah. in my heart, and I'm going to shout at that one. And, 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 uh, and that Jesus is coming yeah. soon morning. Or, and every time yeah. we'd get up to sing. Night or do, da, 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 I am blown away. Your generation. How do you? Wow, man. That's pretty we cool. would get up to sing, and like in the middle of the second verse or whatever, Tim would start crying from stage fright and go sit oh, down yeah. in the middle of the song. I'd <laughs> be like, oh, You right. ruined it. You'd be like, It's a trio. No, in Tim, real life. You ruined our song. In real life. Uh, I went through a phase. I was the little, How old were you? I don't. I was the little baby that wanted to just run up on stage and do everything like I do now. Yeah. <laughs> but, okay, but, can I just interrupt you real quick and say I that? I cried uh, forever for about, about a year or two. I did. Oh, about man. two years. Uh, Ishmael uh, came to College Park uh, recently, and, and you were doing the announcements. And about like 10 minutes in, he, he taps me on the shoulder and goes, I see Tim hasn't changed. <laughs> 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 oh man! Like, let me finish the pastor's sermon real quick. <laughs> hey. Okay. Another quick funny story. When we were on the road, when our quick, when our family went, when was on the road traveling full time, we'd be at a church for a week and then go somewhere else and go somewhere else. So we were we we never put down roots for seven years. Seven years Crazy. we were just moving from church Crazy. to church to church, and we would all get, over the country. Right? We would often go out with the young people on Sunday night. That was a big thing back then. Hey, you you guys want to come? And our our teenagers are going out for pizza. Going down to the, <laughs> yeah. to the soda shack after church tonight, where our our young people are going out. So you wow. guys are invited, and so we would go. And I was real quiet. Y'all are like the hot shots, though. Y'all are well, time out, bro. You, y'all are the hot <laughs> shots. You remember like having guest speakers when you were oh, on staff yeah. at church, and you would always take them out to eat after yeah. they spoke. Okay, so that was what was happening with us crazy. And, and so they were like loving having us go with them and we had a couple of go-to's that we had pranks we had pulled on yeah people. so and if we this would, was now y'all would have thousands of followers online y'all would be <laughs> we, crazy y'all be huge on twitter right we would have this we would have this set up ahead of time and tim tim would um get up and go to the bathroom At before dinner. i went to the bathroom i would begin like i didn't wear glasses and i just I, it would be so obvious. I'd be like rubbing my eye a lot, and like Scott, or we had a guy with us named Calvin, our our cousin that traveled with us then, and he would say, "You all right?" I'd be yeah, like, "Wait, wait, wait! That's what it was." <laughs> Calvin was the straight man because yeah. I was just too quiet and reserved. Scott. I would just watch. I, yep. did, I didn't do it. Calvin would. So Tim would go to the bathroom, and Calvin, while Tim was gone, Calvin would say, "Hey, y'all." When Tim comes back, don't stare at him. But the reason he had to go to the bathroom is because he has a glass eye. <laughs> and it's it's bothering him. It, it, <laughs> and they would be like, wow. for real? <laughs> like we didn't be like, know. Yeah. So, so sometimes what happens really when you tell people not to stare? Oh, they and stare. So he That's would come back do. to the table <laughs> and everybody at the table would be like, <laughs> exactly. Like, I'd be like, like trying to figure out which eye it was. <laughs> and so I'd do this like, what's going on? And I'd be like, did you, did you, and then he'd be like, ow, yeah, and we'd pull out, like I'd pull something out, it'd be like a little, a marble or a little ball, and I'd just roll on the table, (laughs) so, and then then we'd do one, yeah, go ahead, the other one was, um, 
Tim would go to the bathroom and Calvin would say, hey, y'all, when Tim comes back, ask him. This is so wrong. Ask him if his, how his sister did in the race. Because they said, what? But ask him about his sister that ran track in the Olympics or something he like that. He said, just ask him, if, ask him if his sister won the race because he said, it's an inside joke, but he'll, he'll, get it. he'll explain get it. it to you and it'll be hilarious to just. And so Tim would come back out and some kid at the table would say, hey, how did your sister do in that race? And Tim would say, Tim would get this totally like, this look on his face like this crestfallen look. And he'd say, dude, that's not funny. My sister doesn't have any legs. <laughs> and of course, you don't have a sister. <laughs> right. And of course, Cal- Calvin, the guy who set it up, is just head down eating. Oh, and, and, that, and, oh, and guy, I'm, please forgive me. I am, yeah. So, yeah. I'm so, I am so sorry. Why did you? He told me to say that. Why did you do that? He then, told me to say it. I'm so sorry. Yep. Our other go-to is that we we went to Vegas and and our travels and bought this. Um, boat the snake that looked it was real it looked like a real true like living breathing like black snake or um king snake and the thing was i've never seen anything look any more realistic in my life i mean you see fake snakes that look fake this was a fake snake that looked real and and it you could hold it by its tail and, and it was made to move a little bit to where it looked like it was still alive you just gave me flashbacks oh yeah so <laughs> what we did was that was our other go-to is we would Get, we'd be in the front part of our tour bus, the bus we traveled in, and we could look out, but they couldn't see in. And if we would, mom and dad would leave to go somewhere with the pastor, and, and we would find the door that the church staff came in and out of the oh, church with, oh. and we would lay that snake across the entrance and just watch people walk up all of a sudden they'd, they'd walk up all of a sudden they'd see it and they'd just whoa, 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 start jumping around and, and one lady goes I rebuke you Satan I command you right now yeah took authority over the spirit of the devil and that snake oh, wow. and, and I just I, and at that point I'm looking at Scott and Scott's like you got to do something I just ran out there and just swooped it up and cause I thought she's going to like take it and kill yeah. it and chop it up I was like you're not going to take our joke so you know, we, we would like we'd find the custodial staff and we'd find people that would just be easy targets and just scare them. We'd plant that snake in, yeah. like, pizza boxes or oh, all kinds of stuff. You and just, put it in my pool one time and okay. scared people to death. Yeah, that's right. We <laughs> really? sure did. What? Yeah. Yeah. How old are real. y'all? That thing looked real, didn't it? It did. Yeah. Oh, did you know, Petey? I think it was, like, one of Montgomery's parties or something where she had that's a bunch right. of friends she, over. She and, did. I remember oh, that. Oh, man. <laughs> it was. It was. Did you know that it was fake? Did you? Yeah, did I, you? I was okay. in on the, oh. the joke. Oh, man. Oh, that's so good. Yeah, we um, we we also had this telephone that would allow us to tap in, tie into a phone. It was a like an old-fashioned rotary phone, and it had these a, a guy who was with a telephone company back then had only had two or three companies that did phones back then, and he made it for us and donated it to our ministry. Um, and so, so you have a phone wherever you went. Yeah, so okay. we could pull up anywhere and just open those little silver boxes in the side of a ha- you know, and we just clip on the two little pigtails and tie in. And, and just pick up and have a phone to make a phone call with, which you could do terrible things doing that, like charge people's bills, make their bills. But we didn't do oh. any of that. But what we could do is it had a, he told us if you pick it up, push a certain sequence, hang it up, and pick it back up and hang it up again, it's like a little order to it, it would ring. 
And he said, when that happens now, I'm just telling you that in case you ever discover this, because it's also going to ring inside of whoever's phone you're tied into, their phones will ring. Okay. So once I figured that out, oh no, we were tied into a pastor's house, and, and um, one particular pastor in Plant City, Florida, and we knew that he was a great guy, but a little eccentric, a little out. Just he's just a different cat. You know, very, very just like living color guy. Like he could have been a reality TV show, probably that pastor. And um, and so we tied into his phone. And my mother, who's um, was my sidekick in a lot of this kind of stuff, um, she came up with this idea, and I just did it. And so we tapped in. Dad had gone somewhere to. A meeting or to the post office to do mailings for our ministry because we had a secretary back in Alabama he'd send stuff there blah 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 I did the little sequence it rang the pastor picked up and I was like total character I'm not going to do the bit but the bit was basically this I acted like I was a pastor oh. from another city and that I was calling to warn him about the Bachman family <laughs> oh, and that man. he said he said where are you calling from brother and I, brother you know I said well I'm calling from the North Carolina district of this denomination and I heard it down there in South Florida he said well um, West Florida yes he said well, that's what I mean I mean, whatever. I mean I kind of get my game together as I was going you know and he's like why are you calling me well the last church they went to I'm just going to tell you this he they cleaned them out he said what do you mean he said they stole stuff all over that church you know he said he said tie everything down brother he said, and he said I mean they stole the, like the offering plates they stole the silver they what? yeah oh yeah what? he said and they broke in the office and took money out of the safe and all kinds of stuff he said they're professional they're, he said he said that Fred I said that Fred Bachman my dad I said he's nothing but a, but a high, high dollar professional con artist oh, man. I, I said he's one of those like what do they call those guys um something oil salesman he's traveling away snake oil yeah he's a snake oil salesman and so my my mother's sitting there going like he's a flim flam artist yeah and he's like and to that guy's credit though bro because i got to thinking then what if he goes like you're kidding me and then i'm thinking like how am i going to get out of this yeah. because one if i'm on the other i'm on the same line yeah if he, if he says something bad about my dad and then i say hey this is tim out in the motorhome you know out in the bus and he'd be like oh okay but and then he realizes then he just totally got on board and ripped my father you know and tore him apart yeah you know? so thank god that never happened. I only did it twice, but that one time I poured it on, and he just said, I'm going to tell you something right now. I don't know who you are like that. He said, I don't know what district you said you're from, but this family's been at my church twice, and we're having revival, and God's doing a mighty work, and I'm not, don't you call here again spreading that negativity. You, sir, and I are done talking. Goodbye. And he just hung up the phone. <laughs> and I, that couldn't have been better for me. Yeah, right. And, right. But then my dad found out about it, of course, and <clears throat> And um, I went and told the pastor then. I went straight in his house and told him. Because I could do a prank, but I always felt bad. Right. And I usually would confess to it. And, um, and just, just to bring things back around full circle, um, we were, when we were on the road, we, we did a, crusade, a week-long children's crusade at a church in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Roll Tide. And the pastor, Roll tide. I've learned. The pastor asked us, would you boys be interested in going to the game on Saturday before the meeting gets started? We Alabama's playing Mississippi State, yep. as it turns out, and would and we're like, 
<laughs> We're like, this, this is a question. You're asking us this yeah. question right now? I mean, you're asking, you're, and Bear Bryant was still the coach then. And so that was just one of the things that happened like that where we got to go to the Alabama game free, the first game we'd ever gone wow. to when Coach Bryant was still alive. And uh, Uncle Tim would go for free a lot. Just by sneaking in, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a whole another set of stories. Well, I, I used to take it as a challenge to later like, on. break into venues. Yeah. That's terrible. Really? Man, really? This is awful. What was your key? Was it, was it, did you just carry around like a clipboard and um, like wear like a yellow vest? Because um, I've heard that works everywhere. Uh, that probably does. I never Not tried anymore. That. No, it doesn't. After 9-11, you can't get away with all that stuff anymore. Do you, you think know, that if you like made it a goal that you could sneak into a venue like in 2018? Let me tell you. I don't mean to sound arrogant, but I promise to God uh, that sounds terrible. I disrespect you, my <laughs> Heavenly Father. God's like, all right, Tim. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm, God I, talking. I, God talking. I didn't mean it like that. I, 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 I'm going to say this: if if I had time to look at a venue, I'm confident I could get in any venue, almost any venue, <laughs> because I, I broke. I, tell you the I, I walked right into the Louisiana Superdome. I've walked into uh, the Broncos' current stadium. I've walked into God, um, a, a lot of those kind of venues. Flim flim artists. <laughs> 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 and, and it's like I'm always with people that are chicken to do it with me. And so I look back and they're like across the street going to stand there going like, I can't. <laughs> I, say, I say, when I make my move, go with me. Do not look yeah. like you don't. We were at a Braves game. Oh. In the, the old Braves launching pad uh, circular stadium. Here we go. And our tickets were nosebleed tickets and he wanted to be down by the dugout and everything. He said, come on, just follow. He, and he, t- he gave me that whole thing. Like, just look look like you look like you know where you're going and just follow me and don't <laughs> oh hesitate. Oh my gosh. And he walks right past the usher and I'm going right behind him and the usher goes, whoop, hold it right there. <laughs> and I'm like, he walks past the usher right. and yeah. he stops you. And he stops right. me and I think it's just because of Your the face. guilty look on my face. <laughs> well, I'm, also, like, I'm, I'm walking down that aisle look, I'm talk, like I'm, I'm talking to somebody. Oh, yeah, I'm like, hey, 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 you wanted Pepsi, right? I got it. <laughs> hey, I'm not going back for pop. No, you're going to drink this Pepsi. I'm, that's what I'm doing yeah. as I'm walking by. And Scott's like, here's he Scott. Scott. Facial like, profile like, Scott. Scott. He's like, hey, buddy. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my He's God. like, show me your ticket. And I'm like, shh. God dang it. <laughs> Dude. And, I del- and Scott had, he never got down he there. He never did. Oh, so I just man. Left. I came back out with him. Poor Scott. So, you step in the nosebleeds while know, Tim's cheers in with the coaches. He, 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 he turned around and saw what happened. And he goes, <laughs> <laughs> and came back up. You know, Let me so. ask Paul David this question: What what would you say is annually the biggest, the most difficult game to get into if you're an Alabama fan? What game would that be yearly? The Iron Bowl. Right, and I got, I loaded up my two daughters who were both. Like tw- Shut This up. is a like great story. 13, 13, and <laughs> what? 15, 13 and 15 or 12 and, and 14, and my niece, Jenna, who is right in the middle of them. So those three girls, they're probably more like 9, 11, and 12 in ages because Brooke is two years younger than and And so we're, we, we're, I rented this car. I loved it, making them feel special, and we took them down there, and they're like, this is awesome because they loved Alabama. Like Scott said, you, you were born into it. No tickets. The whole so time. So <laughs> we, get, we get down there, and I sit there like, Dad, Bethany's 
his niece, my daughter, oldest daughter, is just like him. She hates anything to do like this. She's like, I can't believe it. I almost didn't even come. I didn't want to come, Dad, because we don't have tickets. And then there Brooks, like me, my youngest daughter, she's like, Yay! it'll all work out. It don't matter. It'll work out somehow. And Jenna was kind of in between, more like me and Brooke. So we get down there, and, I, and so here it is approaching kickoff, and we – my first angle was to meet some people tailgating that just had extra tickets because I don't care what game it is, somebody's got extras somewhere. Yeah. And and they have mercy on us, but everybody's like, darling, I wish we had tickets. We'd let y'all have them right now, but we just struck out, struck out. We ate, we weighed like 500 pounds when we left there because we went to multiple tailgates. Really? With good people that said, come on, eat with us, honey, and all that. You know, they're from, they're from South Carolina. That's their first Iron Bowl for these girls, and, and here you go, eat all you want. So, Finally, I just said, okay, y'all stand right here. And I said, Daddy, Uncle Tim's going to walk around the stadium and just going to see what I can find. And I found a gate that had, like, some ladies that looked like they were grandmother-type uh, yeah. ticket oh. takers. And oh. so, but, you yeah, they have a job. Demo. And so they're like, the girls are – I said, y'all stand back here. Don't move. I said, and look pitiful. I said, look like oh. you are sad. Oh. And Bethany's like, what are you doing, Dad? And, and Jenna and Brooke are like, we got it. So I went over there and I told the lady, I said, "Those are that's my daughters and my niece. I have driven straight here from Greenville, South Carolina. Lord, have mercy, baby. How many? Like five and a half, six hours. Ooh, I know y'all tired. I said, we are exhausted. And I said, but I, I thought I could scalp a ticket. You know, back then scalping at, in certain venues was still legal. And I said, I, I couldn't find anything within a price range that I could remotely come close to affording. And I said, I've got to tell those girls now. I said, you hear what's happening in there. You can hear the Star Spangled Banner being sung, the national anthem. And I said, it's about to kick off. We're going to miss the game. We're going to drive back. I said, we'll go find a hotel, watch it on a little TV. I said, I said, I am going to, I said, this can't happen like this. And I said, I'm asking for mercy. I'm asking for some way to do something. So then this lady flipped the scamp, flipped it on me. And she said, hang on a second. She said, going back over there with your babies. When I motion you like this, come back. So she like huddles up with a couple other ushers, one male and two female they were all like in their 70s look like and she called me back over and she said oh, here's what's going to go down like that I'm thinking like yeah and she said <laughs> Ocean's she said, 11 yeah she said I got my she said my niece is in that she said look behind my over my shoulder but don't stare at it there's a bathroom I said yes ma'am ladies bathroom she said my niece is in that bathroom right now she's in the second stall this is no joke. She said, what? She said, what? She said, you to send those babies in first. Those babies, talking about the girls, she said, they're going to go in and they're going to walk in there and they're going to give my niece $20 a piece. That's $60. And, and, and she said, oh and she said, she said are, we, are we clear? And I said, we are very clear. And she said, once that is done, and my niece comes out and gives me the signal, then baby, you can walk. What? She said, you can walk in free. <laughs> what? Yeah. So all of a sudden, I go back to my girls, and, and you know Bethany, you know your cousin Beth. She's like, I'm not doing it. I'm not, we're going to get arrested. And Brooke's like, oh, this is awesome. This is great. And so is my niece. It's like a drug deal, but yeah. no drugs. So they walk, and all of a sudden, we walk up there, and the lady goes, come on in, come on in. You know, come on in, gate number 41 or whatever. She's just like, talking loud. Like, I was like, I think, don't draw attention. But like she's overselling it. She was making it like real, and they walked in there, and and, and I, I remember seeing the, the girl look like she was maybe 16 come out of that bathroom and she did a head nod to that lady wow. and that lady said you make you a trip around this stadium by the time you get back my niece would have come out and I said what are my girls going to do until I get back she said I'll keep an eye on them ain't nobody going to hurt your babies she said just make sure they give her that money in the second stall and, and all I know is that I came back and, and, she's, and as I approached the gate she was gone that lady but I 
a man was there and said, right this way, young man, and opened up the gate, and I walked right in. Wow. And, and the girls were like around the creek, and, and he said, just keep walking that way, and I did, and the girls popped out of a, of a like a tunnel, and my oldest daughter, who was, she just like hit me like three or four times, <laughs> don't ever do that again, like that. And I was like, we're in now. She's like, I don't care. She said, I was, I'm, I'm like so mad, I'm like crying. She said, I was terrified. We could have gone to jail, Daddy. I said, no, you wouldn't have gone to jail, but, uh, but that kind of stuff, I would do that without ever blinking oh. an eye but it, oh. it, it, it's all about looking like you belong that's it yeah oh my Or standing gosh, by a door man. every stadium has a flush here's a little tip every stadium <laughs> <laughs> they all have flush mount doors somewhere yeah. i mean they are painted to look like a brick wall and you just got to find whoa. them whoa and they will pop open on occasion it'll be usually an employee exit or somebody popping out and and what it is is you got to go if you go straight in that then you're gonna to have to go past some way to get in. But usually there's a stairwell up or down and you just gotta take your chances on going up or going down and just popping out of a, a, um, a random entrance and you're in the concourse, then you're golden. That's that's what I did. <laughs> that's gonna be your book, How to Infiltrate yeah. Stadiums with Tim Bachman. <laughs> New York sure. Times bestseller, they just beef up security, your book is invalid. And the, uh, the third way is, here's a good tip too for all you people. <laughs> know people on the inside and just name drop them like you know them. Yeah. So I used to, I would like, here with Brandon and them. Yeah, yeah, I got on the line, uh, on, on the line. Wow, I got on line and just, and, but I did know a couple of people with the venue at Phillips Arena in Atlanta. And I wanted to take a friend of mine and I, Andy, wanted to go see, we won't say his last name, wanted to go see a hockey game. And then we, we had a challenge. Let's try to go for free to an, an NBA game, an NHL game, and a, um, a um, baseball game. They were all in town the same time period. Was there an overlap? No, no baseball, just NBA and, and NHL. So, so we did, and we um, walked right in, and I just said, um, we walked in where the crews were going in, and we just were talking to a couple of guys that we knew on a crew, and then we get to the, the list, and there's a list, they still do handwritten list for like people wow. that are on the list. Yeah. And, and she said, nope, you're not here, which I fully expected. And I said, I said oh my gosh, I said, um, I said, well, let's, let's just say John, it says Steve Jackson, and that's just made it. Um, Steve, Steve Jackson, and he's like the general man. I said, you know, Steve Jackson? She said, our GM? I said, yes. I said, Steve and I, I said, I'm from the Greenville market. I, I um, work in the Bilo Center, and I help produce the yada yada team. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's one of our farm clubs? I said, correct. And I said, Steve just wanted us to check out the video board show, and I said, we're also wanting to hang out with Mike Jenkins up in the control room for about part of the, and I'm talking so fast, <laughs> saying so much that she's just spinning. Mike and by this Jenkins. time, like 14 people are lining up behind me and she's needing to get them in oh, she's and some guys are like saying like come on man and i'm like ignoring them because i'm like i don't care about what i just got to get in and all of a sudden she goes you know what i shouldn't inevitably y'all i shouldn't do this but you know what i know that you know mike and i and i and i would pull up i would pull up his cell phone number and say here's his number you want me just to text him no don't bother him because i know he gets irritated when that happens he'll get mad at me and what how do you spell your last name okay <laughs> and your name sir i'm just gonna put Tim Bachman plus one. Does that work? Oh. I said, yeah. And oh. then she just reaches in this drawer, hands us credentials, wow. and we just do, we go eat free food. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, are eating sliders. But when you think about that right now, that is completely dishonoring. I wouldn't do that right now. Yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah. Except but, yeah. I wouldn't. Okay, but, we went to the Iron Bowl. But. This is like on such a, a smaller scale. We were we, we saw that you had to get have tickets to get into the, uh, what was it, the Heisman House? Yeah, that was the 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 day before the national championship. Oh game. yeah, that was, it wasn't the Iron Bowl. It, but it was a it was the national championship 
yeah, fan yeah. fest thing well, or something. Big Medi- it was media <laughs> media day media day for the national championship last year mm, so we uh, the heisman house thing i saw that they were like the the two ticket people were pretty preoccupied on both sides it's like we can just walk through the middle they're not going to look at us so we did and i was like i feel like uncle tim right now <laughs> <laughs> did he really yeah. <laughs> oh man so yeah iron bolt again scott you remember that year that auburn was on probation and they were undefeated and they played yeah. the Iron Bowl in Auburn. Remember that? And yeah. it was the biggest ticket ever in Alabama football history, they said. And they put a, a, a big jumbo, they called them jumbotrons, held a screen from a crane at, at our stadium. And they filled it up as much as they could to watch the game on that screen. And they said it was the most people to watch a game. Well, I went down with another friend that we know named David um, Last name starts with W, and and he also is a guy that is a straight shooter and does not like that kind of way of doing. Yeah. But um, we just both said, let's just take a chance and see if we can scalp and forget it, man. And tickets were like, if you could get a ticket, they were like, back then. Now, we're talking about, when was that, like in the late 90s? Yeah, tickets were two hundred dollars back then, which is like a thousand now. You know, and we're like, oh my gosh, we're two fifty, three hundred dollars for a ticket, and they were terrible tickets, and you couldn't even find them anyway. And so I just said, my plan was here's another one that works. Is like take it may not work anymore though, but back then I, I had a camera bag that I always kept with me that that had like some camera gear in it, and I would say I would get to a gate where somebody looked kind and understand, like a grandparent type person, always an yeah. older person typically. <laughs> Um, or a really young girl. Welcome back to How to Scam yeah, Old yeah. People so, with uh, Tim and, Bachman. And you walk up with a camera bag and say, oh, my gosh, I left my pass. I'll be, I'll be flipping all through it. I don't have my pass. And the guy say, oh, come on in, son. But the problem with that is you still got a partner. So that particular time I got in, I turned around, and David is across the street looking that look of like, I'm not doing this. I, and, and, I, I said, and I looked at the man and I said, you know what? I left um, my battery. I left a battery in the car. And I said, I got to go back and get it. And I said, he said, just come back to this gate. Come back to this gate and I'll let you in here. I'll be here until about five minutes into the first quarter. Yes, sir. And um, you learn those things, too. Those ushers typically stay there about 10 minutes into the game, and it's easier to do this if you're willing to miss the kickoff because that kind of excitement, everybody's preoccupied, and you can just zip right past them. Chapter 2, so, no when to strike. So, so I go to David, and I said, what just happened? He said, I can't do this. Yeah, I can't. He said, I don't care. I'll, just, I'll stay outside. I'll go listen to it in the radio. Uh, and he's a Georgia fan. He said, I love Alabama and Auburn games, but I can't do it. I can't, I'm not wired like you. And I looked at him, I said, you're going to do it and you're going to do it now and he said I'm not I can't so I realized then so this is the last time I got really creative I think anyway this is one that I'm proud of really not proud of because it's wrong but but <laughs> but I went I went to the gate and watched people coming in with their tickets this, this brings us back to Romans 7 I think this is very where, wrong where Paul it's says terrible. the very things I hate I end up doing <laughs> yeah so I'm looking at this guy a wretched man that I am I seen, saw a guy coming down he just come in that gate with a ticket he looked like he was like a total like golf guy like he he was upper upper middle class and he had money he's just in there he did this every week he's going to the luxury level and all that and so i just said sir excuse me and he came over i said look i know you don't know me and he goes he said no what, what's going on and he looked a little put off you know, what, what, what i said no no no, i'm not like that i said here's the deal see that my buddy's over there and i said um i only have one pass to get in and i said and i can't get him in and i and he said um how much cash have you got and I said, that's where I'm going to go with this. I said, give me your ticket stub. I'll pay you for it. 
And I said, but what we're going to do is we're going to shake hands because people were just looking everywhere around. You can just feel eyeballs. I said, I'm going to shake your hand. And when you're going to, I said, I'm going to walk away. I'm going to come back. You're going to say, hey, man, like you, I'm your long lost friend. And you're going to want to shake hands and say, I'll see you in the stadium. I said, all right, man, good to see you. How's your family? And as I'm talking about your wife and everything, and he goes, I got you. And he said, I'm going to slip that ticket stub in your hand. You're going to slip me money. I said, yes, sir. And I said, how much? He said, $50. I said, done. And so David gave me 50 and we split the call. So 25 each, if you're doing the math now, we both split it. I had a media pass because I'd gone in and the guy said, don't go all the way back to your car, son. Here, I'll just give you this pass, the older man. Wow. So I had that, but it only works for one. So that I shook this guy's hand to the gate, talked to him about his mom and his daddy and said, I love him and good to talk to him and tell your cousin I said hi. As we pulled our hands back, I had his ticket stub. Problem is, it's torn in half. Ooh. So you have to be able to work that right. What? So I told David, I said, as we walk by, I'm going to give you the media pass, and I'm going to like say, hey, thanks, man. And 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 I said, because I've already been in there once, they've seen my face, and the guy didn't even, he said, ah, oh, yes, sir, man, enjoy the game, son, and pay me on the shoulder. So I'm holding a torn in half ticket that had already been used once, bought it for $50, and face value on that ticket was like 125 for that Auburn-Alabama game then, so or 85 Finesse. or something. So Finesse. You just got to work it like that but that's a terrible example in life and don't ever do it <laughs> Seem, seems as he gives the example <laughs> seems awful complicated to me I, I think I'm, I just praise God for StubHub that's going to be my praise report this this this, this yeah. episode StubHub well, that, that's why you have to write a book and, and give everybody your secrets like chapter one target time, old people you make enough money off the book that you don't even you're not even using your own tips anymore true, true. <laughs> <laughs> what, okay I want, uh, here's a question what if I walk up to an usher and I say like here's my ticket and it's a hundred dollar bill ooh I've never done that one now because in this day and time, back then, that probably would have worked great. I don't know if it will work now. Well, money always works, though, doesn't it? Yeah, money talks. Yeah. Money talks. The, don't get on any stories from this era because right. it's ridiculous. But he ended up being the in-game entertainment guy for the Atlanta Braves for a season or two. And Did you just bullcrap your way there? <laughs> Nah. Did you audition? Was there? Yeah. Well, okay. I went for an interview, and they, yeah, and they are, but I and, wasn't uh, hired for that. I was hired to be an audio engineer in the in the in the what was it called let's, plaza? Let's just say, let's just say my brother and sister-in-law won a trip to New York at a Braves game. Whoops! <laughs> 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 and whenever I like I don't know how that happened. Whenever friends would come to the game, they'd be the fan of the game and get all these prizes. Hey, I did this fair and square. I won a trip to Stone Mountain he by did. winning the Napa Cap Shuffle. Oh really, man? Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. That's a famous game, man. That still that was going when I did the job. That's been there forever. The, that cap shuffle. Yeah. yeah, the that is true though. But that whole thing with the the guy who was doing that job got sick got the flu and because on my resume it said I had done some um, sideline reporting and some in bowl interviewing at Georgia Tech um, which is true um, the producer <laughs> but, calls me in yeah. and said look it says you've done this you said she said so you're doing it for this game I was like what she said here's the script you got 30 minutes to learn the script and you, your first position is in um, first in on the first in, during the first inning she said just do it for this homestand he's bad sick and then he'll be back at it he never came back and I ended up doing it the rest of the season yeah. <laughs> so it was one of those things that just God Again, you were the Jeremiah Dew. 
That is correct. Yeah, I of love the Braves him, man. game. <laughs> yeah, I love him. I, I got I was privileged to be able to like literally train him. That's crazy. I, I hired him when he was in college. He had never done anything like that. And I remember telling somebody, this guy is so talented that there's there's no limit. And look what all he's done. Yeah, yeah. Tremendous talent. Works hard. Yeah, tremendous talent. But I work harder. <laughs> no, he's had a bunch of events to emceeing, and I'm like, wait a minute. Right. But there can only be one, so I don't know what it take. <laughs> yeah, hey, this has been fun. JD's the only guy that ever broke any of my equipment that I owned back then. He dropped a camera on concrete steps in a football stadium. Wow. I used to send him and another guy out to film football games when Furman would yeah. travel. Yeah, and just they came back and he's like, I'm so sorry. I, um, I'm so sorry, uh, Tim. I didn't mean this to happen. I'd be like, what do you mean? He, he held up the camera. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it was like, so, hmm. but then he said, um, Did you dock his pay? You know, I should have, but I didn't. Nope, I did not. Uh, that's Man. what my next joke was going to be like. At that point, he should have said, like, I'm, this one's on the house. But it's like, so um, he literally was like, next statement. So are we getting our checks today? Are we getting Aye. the next video? He had, no, he had no shame in his game at all. You know, he, he hadn't had that money, son. Oh, so. man. So you know oh, J-Dude. J-Dude's a, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not in touch with him regularly now. but Busy guy. We, we stayed connected for a long, long time. Yeah, good, good guy. Would you ever say yes to, like, telling a story in a stand-up environment it, it, yeah i mean i would do that of course but it wouldn't be funny it would be funny it'd be funny uh, i don't <laughs> think so you'd be funny no. there are people less funny than you that do stand-up hmm. that's a compliment to you hey you know who i've been watching can i say a name of somebody <laughs> yeah yeah angela johnson Oh, yeah, yeah, I know Angela Johnson. I don't you know, know her? Yeah, yeah, no, I don't know her, but I know her comedy. Yeah. I think she's funny. She's really funny. Okay, good. So yeah. I'm not off she's on really that. Yeah, yeah, she's really funny. I don't know who that and is. she seems to be like a good, clean comic. Is that true or not? I think so, yeah. I think so. And she always says, you know, I as know far this as I know. is so cheesy to hear this. She's part, Hispanic, right? But she, yeah. yeah, she always says, God bless you guys, and God bless you at the end of her shows, and and consistently, it's not like a one every rare little yeah, thing. Yeah. But that doesn't mean she's any more, you know, saying God bless you, as you know, doesn't make you a Christian. Well, My mom, if that's the case, then everybody I sneeze around is a Christian. Okay, Ooh, yeah. there you go. <laughs> well, we lived in Tanzania. There were so many gods, and uh, um, that's true whatever, as well. That anytime somebody would say God bless you in Swahili, my mom would go, "Which God?" Because <laughs> <laughs> usually she'd be like, "Wait, are we talking about the same God here or not?" But uh, nice. kind of need to come in. Your mom's like, we need to clarify. <laughs> he does. He would. Specify. After I've been playing Skyrim for a while. Strong yeah. woman. Oh, she is, man. She is. Mr. Scott, did you have any, uh, did you have any things that you wanted to rebuke? You're the most iconic rebuker on the show. Yeah. Did you, did you watch the video of the, the, that I sent you of the woman quoting you? There's a lady who was. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She yeah, was at a yeah. birthday party for a one-year-old. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't, I don't really have anything to rebuke this time. I I am a little puzzled, though. The uh, CVS in downtown Greenville on Main Street Here we go. has like six or seven large, like, tabletop size and life-size black Santas for sale. And I'm just a little puzzled. <laughs> Why so many? And It's just odd to me. Yeah. So the whole Life-sized? Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh wow. And uh, so, so this this caused just, just at that location. This caused a discussion online about what nationality was Santa. And a friend of mine said Saint Nicholas was from Turkey, so he's Middle Eastern. So hello, he literally was from Turkey. Saint Nick was, and you know, and Jesus was a Jew. And so everybody just go ahead and just, let's just get literal about all this and just figure out where everybody came from and stop arguing about it. And so anyway. Um, the commercialization of Christmas is something that I would like to review because Home Depot had Christmas trees lit mm. and for sale in the store. I know it was a whole month ago. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm going to rebuke that. But um, <laughs> you're talking to a guy who was literally dressed as a Christmas tree before Thanksgiving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, me? He's talking about me? No, no. I saw Christmas trees it in. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was like September. Yeah, it was like September or August of this year at Lowe's. I have, I, they're just I'm pretty, it it's, it's, they're just creeping every single year. It yes, just creeps up earlier true. and le- earlier. Yeah, that's I, true. I have one short, quick uh, Christmas story. When we were when, when Paul David was a little kid, he was about six. Oh, we were no. leaving to go somewhere, and we have a Mary and Joseph and baby Jesus figure figures in our yard. We've had them for years and years and years. We put them in the in the yard and light them up. And this particular night, it was there was like freezing rain coming down, you know. And then we were looking out there, and I said, "Oh man, baby Jesus is getting rained on. Freezing rains falling all over baby Jesus. Oh well, it's just you know one of those things." And I continue backing out of the driveway, and and, and it's quiet for a second. And then we hear this voice coming from the back seat (laughs) from six-year-old Paul David, six-year-old PD says, A child, a child shivers in the cold. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, I've never heard this one. Never. (laughs) The the whole car just starts laughing. And that was my first stand-up special. <laughs> I started to say hey, that was like a, a, a foreshadowing. A yeah. well, the foreshadowing was you literally telling me, I remembered like one year at a Thanksgiving or something before I had ever had any interest in comedy, you saying like, you need to be a stand-up comedian one day. <laughs> I mean, hey, he used to say things I would tell him, you need to... You need to write. He's a great writer. These jokes. I said that people that make probably more money than the stand-ups are people that write comedy. Oh, yeah. And I said, but... Cushy jobs. I said, but do both. I said, but, you know, I said, you need to keep some stuff in paper, but... It is true that no fewer than three of his teachers in, in school, two in elementary school and one in the sixth grade, told his mother and me, we love your son's sense of humor. He none of his classmates get his jokes <laughs> because they're like over their heads, but we think he's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> oh and, man, and that's kind of weird though. That Peter's ahead of his time. Yeah, well, see, the, everything you. that I did that I told stories about. I mean, not like he wasn't his responsibility that I broke into and, and I walked into venues. That's not on Scott, but seriously. That whole Braves Usher story was a microcosmic like snapshot of our life because when we were little, I would do anything as a little kid, and he would not do it. But a lot of times, and funny thing is, you say you don't remember it being like this, but our our parents did. But like he would like tell me what to do or give me at least a, an idea, and I was fearless and would do it. 
and could do it well usually but it, it if it wasn't for scott it would have never even materialized yeah like uh, he was like the prank would come out of his brain and then i would do it like he told the other day that story the whole gimmick that we used to do about throwing up fake throwing up in restaurants and tripping i did a lot of that stuff as an adult i have serious needs in my life obviously <laughs> never been met for people just to come around and just to, to, to look at me and talk to me or whatever i don't know what it is but um, i laugh at myself we uh, were on a he he took a youth group to march for jesus in 1994 i remember those or something i like did that. one of those in alabama when i was when i lived there with my family okay <laughs> yeah so we're in a mcdonald's or a hardy's or wendy's on yeah. the way back on the beltway <laughs> on the way home and tim goes watch this and all the kids in the youth group and he took a bunch of french fries and like chewed the french fries up and mixed it with some water oh. or mountain dew oh. and so he's got the chewed up french fries and the liquid like sloshing around in his mouth and he makes a big scene like he starts going mm. <laughs> and people and people start turning and, looking, and then he just lunges for the trash, trash yes. with the little yeah. swinging door yeah. and spews the, all that stuff into oh. the trash and, yeah. and people get up and start leaving <laughs> like, <laughs> like, come, come, come on honey you are like, grabbing your kids like come I'm on don't, don't look over there that is, that is disgusting and so the whole the, the whole the only reason to do that the whole payoff of, of doing that was just to see what kind of oh, reaction yeah. you get from people oh yeah and nobody was recording it nobody yeah. nobody no. had video that, then, those are the yeah. best though it doesn't yeah. even if you record it you're not actually getting the the right uh the right emotion on people's faces of what? Yeah, you, that young man like that doesn't yeah. video doesn't capture that. You're, here's a quick one. Here's a here's yeah. an easy one. I used to do this when I was in youth ministry. This is mess free. Oh, uh, because it dries up. I just got to pick up the cup. But I would walk out with a with a cup. I'd always g get a refill of whatever right. I was drinking. If we were at Applebee's or Chick Fil A or something, I'd go, Hey, hold up, everybody, let me get it. Let me top off my drink. So I'd get a refill. And the moment I stepped out the door, I'd go. I'd walk ahead of everybody, and then I would, you know, where you kick your heel, I would I would kick my heel and toss my drink really high up in the air. Yeah. And then it would just just splat. And I'd be like, oh. And then I'd pick it up, and everybody without fail, people just lose. And they're like, what? Did you did you mean to do that? Yeah. I don't know why. It's just like yeah. topping off a drink and then have just the ice goes everywhere. And you're like, oh, I'll just I'll pick it up. It's all right. People just think it's so stupid. I'm like, how would he just drop this drink? Right, he right. tossed it. Up. I'd get it high. I'd get it like 20 feet up in the air. Like, oh, what? It <laughs> just crashed. You're like, sorry about that. Did you, you ever go to Gatlinburg, um, that main, main street in Gatlinburg? Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. And I've been there. The, this one did get filmed, and again, this falls in that same category. I don't know where the footage is, but our good friend Kevin Smith filmed this from an alley, and it was at a youth conference that I was the morning entertainment, so to speak. There are so many lost tapes of Tim Bachman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, you filmed some it. funny stuff for me, man, at Crossroads. I'd walk up and ask people just random things, and 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 then back then it was during the. Iraq or Iran, Iran crisis with George Bush, and they, they'd be that, the foreigners would like burn American flags, be like George Bush, George Bush. So I would walk in those stores with the people that ran them that looked like they were from Iran or Iraq, and and they and they'd be like, oh, you like to buy a T-shirt? You know, hello, can you buy a T-shirt today? I give you a T-shirt. You know, it'd be like. Um, 
um, I need you to do something for me. I just need you to say, you know, the name of our, our, our conference. We're doing a conference up on the mountain, you know, blah, 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 hotel. Can you just say it real fast? And they would do it, and I'd make them just make nuts of them, make them do it in certain pitches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'd, I'd cap it off by doing something like, George Bush, George Bush. No, 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 no. I know do that. I know, no. But, but I, the, the thing that he fi- filmed was I just decided to lay down across that busy set. Yeah, yeah. And I just what? laid down oh, and laid there. Lo- I made sure I saw nobody coming long enough to get me a chance to get positioned. And then people, you see all this prank's done. But the thing is, like Scott said, we did all this stuff when there was no YouTube. Yeah. So we wasted it in a lot of ways. But we, we, we would show it at these conferences, like those scare videos and stuff, in which um, I'm very ashamed that I still haven't, I, I haven't even tried hard enough to find that footage. And I, now that you guys can do a video, I'll, I'll yeah, get it yeah. but, but we would lay across, I laid across the street and people do that kind of stuff now all the time and get it on YouTube and get thousands of hits or whatever. Maybe not anymore, but that was a niche. Like those guys that have those prank shows. Yeah, yeah. Tell their buddies what to do. We did that stuff just for kicks. And we didn't have a channel or nothing. But they finally, people would step on me. One person poured, um, and this is all on on tape. Oh, poured, like your people or people, no, people you did know? No, random people. Oh. They'd walk by because I would hold my breath in intervals. where they, they And they'd put their hand in front of me. I, I could hear everything. It's amazing you're laying in the street with your eyes closed. Your hearing just goes crazy. It goes up because you can hear when you're not looking. You're hearing, if your sight goes away, your hearing increases. They say that, and it's true. And this one lady said, honey, I think he's dead. One girl, one teenage girl kicked me more than once in the ribs, and I still stayed there. And then one guy stepped on me with his foot and pushed on my stomach. And then he took his, his girlfriend and said, give me your drink. And she took a Pepsi and just poured it all over me. I was just you didn't flinch? No. I had to, you had to buy in. You know, it had to you sell it. F- what? And then, but when I got up and ran for my life is when I heard a lady, because they had this restaurant. They had the windows open, you know, sitting right there, like on Gatlinburg in that strip. And I was near one of those restaurants with the, the windows up. And you could sit at the table and watch people walk by. And the lady said, I'm telling you, that guy's had an epileptic seizure. I could hear her say that. And she said, I've told the manager, and he's called 911. And about that time, I started hearing in the distance sirens. sirens. And you know the traffic in that strip in Gatlinburg is just – so if a a cop car comes or ambulance comes – Shutting down the whole block. Yeah, and I just looked at Kevin – my guy, who was like my assistant then, doing that kind of stuff, and I said, "Get." He's on staff at New Spring now, doing a great job. But um, I said, "Get out of here!" <laughs> and and he had my baby daughter, my youngest daughter Brooke, because she loved pranks. She was only like four years old, maybe maybe four and a half, five. And um, and I just swooped her up from him because she was standing by Mr. Kevin while he filmed, and and I ran into a parking lot behind that alley. And just was going to hide until it all died down. And I didn't know. I just told Kevin, I said, I'll meet you back at the hotel. Just make a run for it. And I, I never knew where he went. And they, all of a sudden, I heard an officer say, excuse me, sir. And I turned around. He said, Can I, he said, what are you doing back here? I said, I'm looking for my car. I said, I parked back here. You know how you get turned around, officer? And he said, I'm not buying it, brother. And he said, um, 
He said, I'm not buying it. He said, you fit the description of a guy that they said was laying out in the street. Only thing is, he didn't say anything about you having a little girl with you. And I said, um, and I just cracked. At that point, I just took the, threw myself in the mercies of the court, so to speak. I said, I'm so sorry. <laughs> that he, was me laying in the street, officer. Yeah, he, said, he said, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. He said, do you realize what's happening? We only have four ambulances in this little area. No. And two of them are sitting out there right now looking for a guy who supposedly had an epileptic seizure. Wow. Yeah, and all that. And he said, I should. He said, "Why did you do that for?" And I said, "We did it for entertainment for a Christian a church conference, yeah. a church conference up at the Park Vista." And, he, and I told him the name. He said, "Yeah, I've heard of that conference." And he said, um, "Okay, I'm a Christian, so I'm going to let you off because I know what you're doing. But you crossed the line on this one." He said, "I should fine you at least. I should fine you and cite you and maybe take you in." And he said, "Make you post some bail." He said, "But I'm not going to do that for your little girl." And Brooke was just sitting there, not not knowing she was too little, and. And um, and he said, I said, I'm really, really sorry. He said, stay in here until I get this cleared up and then just get out of here. He said, because if somebody else were to see you, one of my officers, co-officers may not have as much mercy. And I just kind of just sat down back in that parking lot for about 20 minutes until everything got quiet. And then I went and got my car at another parking lot and left. That, that I never did anything like that again, you know. But I didn't yeah. try to do that. If it was... If it was 2018, you could have said, "We we were conducting a social experiment." Yeah, it would have been like, "Oh, you are you are free to go." Did we pass? <laughs> oh, that is or, true. Now or he yeah. could have flipped you around and said, "Well, we're going to conduct us a, a, a social experiment right now." I, mm. I I bet a bunch of the uh, the social experiment people get arrested. Oh yeah, they. <laughs> They got arrested, tased, yeah. and some of them got shot. Deservedly. Um, <laughs> well, not the shot part. I say tased. Is that's, Yeah, yeah. That's appropriate. Man. Sometimes. Don't tase me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's an experiment, bro. It's a prank, bro. Too late. You're tased. You're on the floor. <laughs> but to this day, like, we never got into it. Maybe in the future, the Paul from Salem thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's like two hours ago. Listen, <laughs> I'm, ter- I'm terrible. Listen, you thought there was going to be a payoff for Paul from Salem in this episode? Yeah. There's not. I- I'm terrible. Keep listening. Thing. To this day, I will typically, if I'm going to do Paul from Salem, I'll call him or I'll call him or I'll text them and say, I'm thinking about, I, I'll say, Paul's considering calling today. And they'll know what that means. And that <laughs> means I have real mental problems. Yeah, just, I mean, okay. let's, just, let's just talk about it. Let's explain it. We've, we've gotten no, too deep into it. To na- we'll, okay. we'll have him back. So, we'll have yeah. him back. And, and we'll they, have him they back. give we'll have me back. the material because I would do the deed, but I'm not. I'm not yeah. you know right they have such creative gifts like similar like things that I could call you easily and you could give me material yeah, yeah. I will do it I'm just terrible at coming up with it <laughs> I, I could write you like five different Paul from Salem scripts right now <laughs> to yeah. call into Walt's show oh I, yeah all my best materials come from either you or from your dad from you or Scott that's it I don't I, I'm not I always mess it up like I'll run stuff by him and he'll be like no no don't that's I, I see where you're going but don't say it like that just say this yeah and I'll be like why didn't I think of it like that you know what I mean my brain didn't like that outside perspective man anyway hey listen you're gonna have to catch Tim on another episode so you can explain what Paul from Salem's all about wait and uh John Cooper from Skillet. You never, I think you were about to say like what he says to you or something. Yeah, he always just said real simple. He said those that show. He said we still remember that show. Wow. Now uh, we were ever there twice. He said those shows because. He said, I remember one thing in particular. That was one of the first times I looked out over a crowd that was so full you couldn't move. People just, he said, I was soaked because, you know, we, it was, we never had proper, our air conditioning couldn't, couldn't cool the place off. 
and and those artists just be just like drenched drenched through their clothes and he does anyway he gives it all that guy's incredible and he said i'd be i was soaked through my clothes and i would want to go another song because i looked out over that audience and those kids were singing every one of my lyrics back at me he said i know that seems crazy but that just didn't happen everywhere we went back then and he said he said it was like they they would have stayed there all night and he said and i would have we would have stayed there too if we could have and he said so we'll always appreciate you know that places venues like that and it wasn't like we were the only one there's a bunch of them probably and he said there's more than just us but he said i'll never forget it man and he said and stuff like that so anytime i'd ever see him today if i were to see him and say hey man you remember the powerhouse? He'd be like, oh, yeah. He wouldn't know at first. He wouldn't like, hey, that's Tim. I don't have that relationship with him. But he would recognize that I have this weird look, bad hair, and big teeth. And he'd say, that's Tim. <laughs> so. Oh, man. Guys, this has been the one about the powerhouse. Yeah, that's a good title. A little bit nostalgic. Yeah. If you're familiar with it. I hope we have somebody who's like at least like familiar with the powerhouse as went. Well, really if not, they'll know Rock of Ages because people today Josh. still know who Scott is. Josh Rauschenberger used to go to shows at the powerhouse, right? Yeah. I remember yeah. him telling you about those. Yeah. That's crazy. Rock of Ages. Also, we got to plug. You also still have a blog to this day. The, uh, the, yeah. the website. Talk about it. Actually, I got... Are you done with it? I got three. No, my New Year's resolution for 2019 is to finish the 70s blog. I do a, a blog on the 100 greatest CCM albums of the 1970s. So you talk now to the people that we listened to and we were like 12, 13, and 14. Yeah. That's what blows me away is he hangs out with those people you, on the phone. Wow. You, you can you can contact them a lot of times via Facebook, and they're like, yeah, here's my phone number. Give me a call, and I'll do an interview with you. Wow. Like legends of rock music to us. Um, he Keith, like talks I've to got uh, the guy that produced all of Keith Green's albums. I've got his cell phone number, and I call him, and we talk, and he, and he was also Andre Crouch's drummer. Wow. Yeah, to me, I'm going to be honest with you right now. I don't mean to be controversial, but to me, that is... I've done some studying of things that I didn't study when I was younger. I just listened. To me, Andre Crouch is the biggest of anybody that ever crossed anywhere in music because what he did in L.A., nobody did what Andre did, Scott, wow. from the Christian market. Would you agree? Yeah. yeah. But, but like, they're, like, unheard of now. Yeah. And is that, do you think, what yeah. can we do to march respect Keith marches. <laughs> no, no, no. Seriously, though, like, why? Why is it that we do? You know, I'm in all these in the secular I'm, world. I'm in all these Facebook groups of of devotees of Jesus music. We called it back then, and 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 CCM, and we're always bemoaning this issue and wondering why can't the classic music ever get played on the radio and and somebody always says well it's it's commerce it's numbers it's you know there's not enough people that would listen and and that the the christian music radio stations aim for a 35 year old mom of two who drives a minivan and they they have a name for her they call her becky wow they're like will becky like this song if so we're gonna play it will shama's wife like this song (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> right. Ari. Oh, man. And so, remember? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that yeah. comedian called Ari. Me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. My God. Yeah. So, but I also do a. Um, That's true, though. That was funny. Sadly, sadly. I got bored with the 70s one and took a little detour and started a, an 80s one, like top 300 of the 80s, because there was a lot more albums in the 80s. And then I also have a uh, wacky gospel album covers, the wacky world of gospel album covers blog that just me and a few of my weird friends enjoy. And, you know, so, yeah, that's all just a hobby kind of thing. But I, yeah. I want to finish the seven, the 70s one goes really in depth and I want to finish it next year. So You have thousands of people who follow it, though. Didn't you say so? Like, yeah, and and like the like the Singapore thing. I mean, there's people from all different countries wow. that have checked in, and and um, the last time I checked, it was like two hundred and twenty thousand page views on how many blog posts? Uh, like how many posts total? About uh, about sixty or seventy. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Wow. But what happens is when somebody is doing a search about, you know, yeah. View from the Bridge by Tom Howard, which is one of the albums. Your blog post comes up. Yeah. They'll find it that way. And then they'll start looking at all the other ones. And Wow. Yeah. And it's, it's cool. That the stories awesome. that I get a lot of comments and interaction from people in the stories yeah. about how. Oh, they'll like add on to. Oh, yeah, I met this person. And the I knew, comments wow. and stuff. Yeah. Man. You should, so, a, a podcast could be in your future. Yeah, I'd have to figure out how to do that. Um, yeah, wish you knew some people who did. <laughs> you, could, you could rent and out also this had studio. The, we would we would rent out this space from <laughs> yeah. from you to you. How does that sound? Yeah. Go full circle. You just pay yourself. You take money from your right hand and put it into your left. Yeah, hand. <laughs> we have to get four mic stands in here. <laughs> Man, this is the longest podcast too, and you really needed a, you really needed a bike stand. But we hey, also need to shelve a story from about L.A. I thought that would be on this list. It's, it's nothing that that is good, of course. You remember, but we need to remember yeah. that one. Yeah, the, okay. Scott saved my life. Involved hip hop, right? Where yeah. I almost got yeah. killed. We have video. We're gonna come. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna have to have you guys back. We have video of that. Too. We're gonna have to have you guys back. We do have video of that. We do, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, that's how I remember it. Oh yeah, there yeah, was a family get together where it was played. <laughs> oh my goodness! No, okay, yeah, well, maybe it. that should stay no, hidden. No, I'm gonna have to wait. <laughs> I'm the only person with all the listeners who is in the know. Hey, you already know we end the all we end right. the podcast with uh, with uh, praise reports. Let's hear some praise reports. What you got, Tim? Well. And if this is legitimate or this is like a joke it can be either one <laughs> 30, okay. in 30 seconds yes, or less. I'm just saying that I'm <laughs> I, I, I am I'm thankful that I get to something new that's happened since I was with you guys is I am now one Sunday a month um this is terrifying after what I've talked about today. <laughs> I'm doing, um, like, literally producing, if you lack of a better term, and that's what I really think because we had that conversation. You kind of – children's ministry at my home church. Oh, I've wow. talked about it on here yeah. oh, once you? or twice. So, <laughs> um, I call it Tim's Improv Sermon. Well, I got to do it today, and, and it was just um, – did a sketch. Uh, and you do you introduce characters. It's like a – it's just really cool. It's a whole different approach, and, and we're – allowed to do it by the leadership of the church because they trust us believe it or not and and um and what today another one of those days where we had crazy moments but also had moments where those kids were literally singing worship songs just 
from the bottom of their heart and you could just feel God's presence in that room of those kids and they're legit man they're not like faking it it's real and they come up and talk to me afterwards about stuff they're dealing with in their lives and and I'm getting to do it with my father and my brother and my nephew wow. sometimes these guys will, will come off their high horse no, <laughs> and, and help out no, it's just a blessing I, I love uh, doing it because I, I get to uh, well he'll like send me some videos and then it's like a race to see if I can get the, the cue like on time and then uh, just, I'll play sound drops too hey, where, I, where I feel like it you know what y'all are doing a little bit of Timprov <laughs> I swear it is. Y'all didn't see that coming. Content creators. (laughs) Mr. Scott, what you got? Uh, My praise report is that Alabama just finished an undefeated regular season. Doesn't happen very often. Clemson did too. So between my wife's and my favorite teams, they are... 22 and 0 this year. I saw the back of your car as I came into the studio. It's parked outside, and you have a Clemson Tiger Paw on one side and an Alabama Script A on the other. Yeah, house wow. divided. But instead of house divided, we're 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 choosing to theoretically anyway, we're choosing to pull for each other's teams this year. <laughs> Up That's a lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, up not, up, uh, up until <laughs> politically, you'd be politically correct. Up right until now. we play each other, which looks like is we're on a collision course to play again. But anyway, I, my praise report is that the the regular season was uh, was undefeated, and PD and I got to see one of those games, and it was a good time. We froze our rear ends off. We. Sadly, we would have never gone to an outdoor church service and sat there in the freezing cold for three hours mm. and paid that much money to mm. do it. Priorities. So, Where's your heart? So <laughs> Check your heart. I, I need so to pray Scott. through about yeah. that. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, I've seen some of this disingenuous um, positivity towards each other's teams. And I'm like, this is the, like, the most fakest thing I've ever seen in my life whenever I see it. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> hey, but he called it, it like, dis- like called it it disingenuous <laughs> positivity. <laughs> I'm going to use that phrase <laughs> somewhere. Uh, my praise report is I've rediscovered my love of baked Cheetos. Oh, wow. What? Yeah. Baked Cheetos, the kind that they would give you in oh, school. Oh, yeah, yeah, They're better than regular Cheetos because after you eat them, you don't feel horrible. Wow. Yeah, I can see yeah, that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Hey, uh, so just a my note praise to report everybody is, uh, listening. Go a eat song some. by Cecil's house. You remember? You might remember Cecil from the one about the assassination of Santa Claus, and he gave me some ham from their uh, Thanksgiving dinner. Some leftover ham. Cecil makes some great ham, baked ham. Put some brown sugar and pineapples on it, and he was like, "Hey, bro, I got you with some leftovers." So he's an incredible guy for real, man. Yeah, he's such a cool guy. Yeah, he really, really is. He's he's awesome. He was making bacon and sausages. They had breakfast for dinner on Sunday nights, <laughs> wow. and I'm like, hey. I need to stop being a great family man. He has he has incredible here. He's got incredible triceps too. <laughs> <laughs> hey, welcome back to the one about Cecil, where we just uh, <laughs> the, the Cecil's Bod podcast. Uh, the Cecil Cecil's Bod Cecil's Bodcast. <laughs> hey, no, this has been a ton of fun. Thanks, thanks so much for coming on the show. Yes, sir. It's been it's been awesome, like getting to know a lot about you know you both and kind of what y'all did back in the day the misadventures of tim yeah that's awesome that's awesome we have to have you guys back on we had a good time thank you for sure mr love scott guys, man love you too i i hope we got through some stuff that you came with on your list or oh uh, yeah okay yeah that's good 
Man, this podcast, this is, we're just shooting from the hip down here. I don't know if you've been down here any time in the... <laughs> this podcast, this is, this is just, this is the Wild West over here. There's tumbleweeds. Yeah. We got three mic stands. We're just going, all right? <laughs> no, this is, yeah. uh, this has been Church Stories. And you've been awesome. Woo! <laughs> awesome. That's it. Hey, if you like this, please share it with your friends. And if you have a funny church story, send it to us and it might make the show. Email us, churchstoriespod at gmail.com. Or DM us at Deuteronomemes on Instagram. Or tweet us at churchstories. And leave us a review on iTunes. Every little bit helps. You make the difference. Be the change you want to see in the world. Stop wishing, start doing. Is that enough encouragement? Yeah, that's enough. All right. Well,